folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and it is a beautiful night for a podcast. Beautiful night for a podcast. I am really looking forward to tonight's podcast. I am really. I almost introduced it as, hey, folks, welcome to the Tom Millard Podcast. I'm pumped. (laughs) (laughs) It starts already. Well, I've got the mute button so that you guys can't interrupt me, and I'm ready to rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) I am am prepared to monopolize the microphone. I'm close enough to put a hand over his mouth, Bill, so be prepared to fill in. <laughs> Outstanding. And of this. course, we have the patriarch of redneck country, my father, real redneck, Dombalard dad. We know your mic's hot. It's we hot. already heard you. Hey. And, it, and it's good to be inside because it's cold outside tonight. So we had, and, and, and before I get to our other person, it's starting to become a regular on here. Uh, but, but, but I'm not going to introduce you yet. Before we get there, I just want to say we had the patriarch actually had a birthday between last podcast and this podcast. And so I was actually still impressed. You're now 73, 73, 73, and still trying to put the stock on turkeys, but we'll get there later. So also speaking of which on the podcast tonight is your brother, Bill, real redneck, Jay, Tom, Jay, is your mic hot? Hello, good evening all, and happy belated birthday to the Patriarch. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, appreciate that. Listen, happy listen, to the, listen to the happiness in his voice. I can hear the glow. It's almost like he's pregnant. Oh, yeah. You got your iced tea with you, Jay? Uh, I, I, I'm not an iced tea guy tonight. I'm drinking a nice big bottle of Pepsi. <laughs> but by nice and big, I, I it means two liters. <laughs> yeah. Really, really, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! All right, yeah, Bill, are so, you launching us? Are you launching us tonight? Before I monopolize the microphone, I, I think I better because if I don't, I'm not going to have a whole lot to say for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> you know, I've got lots to say, and there's lots of converse, conversation that's going to happen. Well, here, we can never shut you off on most podcasts, so tonight I'm going to have to take precedence. Yeah, typically I, I'm the one that talks the most. Yeah, as, as everybody who's listened to, what is this now? What number are we at? Uh, 74, 73, 74. Yeah, there we go. It's just about the same age as the. Uh, it, the actually, you know what? You You're not wrong. That is, yeah, we're we're at a crux. Yeah, in we the are podcast, there. it is. It is episode seventy four. So we are one podcast over the age. Oh. And then we'll, we'll carry on with stories like we got tonight. And I think we'll be carrying on a lot longer. That's for sure. But I have too much fun this week. I tell you, I'm going to just for a 10 second, I'm going to ask you, uh, what would you do question? Well, I was going to ask you what you did this week. Before, so you and, and, and the patriarch beside me here can actually no, get no. some wording in. I'm with you. And this is part of my week and what I did this week. And it <laughs> okay. comes in the form of a, what would you do type question? All right. What would Todd do? I like it. You know how many yeah. people probably ask this question in their head? Yeah. And then <laughs> not really out loud. So I'm filling up with gas. I had a, I had a really nice Saturday uh, and I'm, I went for a drive and I stopped at a, a gas station. I, I was at that point of my gas tank when you needed to put fuel in it. And a gentleman in the truck besides me uh, gets out. I'm filling up. We, we say hello. He puts his jerry can down with gas uh, to fill it up with gas. He grabs the gas pump, puts it in the gas can, walks away from it, 
only to have the gas can shoot out the top or the, the gas nozzle shoot out of the top of the gas can. The gas comes across the, the laneway, over my shoes, on my legs, and right, right underneath my car. What would you do in that situation? What would I do? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Oh my gosh. What would I do? So are you ready? Okay. Okay. I would get to darn near enact one of my favorite movies. I would instantly, because I'm not a violent person, Bill, I would instantly become Ricky Bobby and start running around and rolling on the ground yelling, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'd start stripping my clothes off and running around his car. I'm on fire. It would be a blast. Did that actually happen to you? Uh, yeah, I'm not kidding. You. I filled up with, it was filling up with gas and I was minding my own business. And all of a sudden this, this spray comes across my leg and I look up and that guy's gas can is on the ground. The nozzle is there. Uh, out of the gas can, uh, like pried open, and gas is going everywhere, all over the media and the concrete. Me not touching my car, and he kind of slowly goes, picks up, and says, "Not the face gas can." He says, <laughs> and, and, "And the other thing I have to say is the guy was like eighty-five years old." I was about to ask, was he about seventy-three years old? Just, just I mean, I'm just <laughs> yeah. pulling numbers out of the air. <laughs> You're, you're on thin ice. You're on thin ice. Draw, Gas doesn't freeze. Draw it back in. Well, uh, He's talking to you, Bill. Me? I didn't do a thing. You're yet. the one that referenced the old no, dude no, no, at no. getting gas. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking to you. But I tell you, Ray, the worst part about that story is he never even acknowledged the fact that when I lifted my foot, there was a footprint sized dry spot in the gas spray. And I stepped back and I looked at him and what am I going to say? I was waiting for an acknowledgement. I was waiting for an apology. I was waiting for something and not even uh, Hey, I'm sorry. Nothing. <laughs> and, and I thought it was the youth of our day that had a problem, but I guess I was sadly mistaken. I'm impressed that, that nothing phased them, acting like it's not a big deal. That is, that, I, that's, even, that's what I would do if I was him. I'd be like, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. I just and gave you would, five bucks of free gas. Go wring out your pants. You're yeah. welcome. And you're going to give me five bucks for that? Or but can I have your socks? Uh, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> he, he just put the cost of your socks up five to ten dollars just like yeah. that <laughs> i rung them out into my gas tank and that was good to go for another 10 kilometers <laughs> right unbelievable yeah so and and i got a bird this week i says pardon? i got a bird this week you got a what this week i got a bird this week I, I got a bird this week. I have not heard so, this. Like, are, yeah. wait, did you hold this for the podcast? And not even now I have to share my thunder with not one person, but now another person. I don't know what you're talking about. I was driving and I, you know, I've seen a lot of birds on the side of the road and I've seen a lot of birds eating dead animals on the road. And every single one of them that I've driven up to moves. <laughs> 
Well, this bird did not. <laughs> Normal people swerve out of the way, Bill. No way. I was playing chicken with this this crow, and he lost. You were just hey, so you. Should, it was a crow. See, it was a crow. I, I got a bird this week. We're yeah. in turkey season. I'm thinking one thing, but I'm like, wow, you can now relate. We're like, whoa, what is going on? But yeah, you got a crow. So it's not the so crow's I'm the fault almost guy. that you were it angry. It is 100 the crow's fault. No, I, not I that you were angry. Time. Some guy pours gas on your pants you don't take it out yeah. on him oh no you go running over crows yeah well i gave him an opportunity to move because i i'm a big vehicle and i'm coming from a, a distance and i saw him a long way i'm thinking he's gonna move he's gonna move and this oh, crow he moves now oh sorry bill but this crow was thinking this bearded guy's not really going to hit me. He better apologize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? It was a millennial crow. <laughs> you yeah, owed him the right away. I, I did. I, I owed him the, the right to get out of his way because he was eating his food on the side of the road or actually in the middle of my lane. And, and it came to a point where I'm thinking, he is not going to get out of the way. I'm not going to swerve for him going 100 kilometers an hour up the, up the highway. And sure enough, he jumped into my front bumper and kerpow. If the sunroof was open in my car, he would have been inside my car because he went over the top, over the sunroof, down the back, and, you know, uh, hit the, the funky chicken on the middle of the road. So I got a bird to shoot. Hey, buddy, you're now a crow hunter. You've just set the, you've set the bar. I don't even know who you are. You've, you've, you've actually killed something. I did. I, I am the almost guy. How did it taste? happens. Uh, like crows. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are the two highlights of my week. Congratulations! Are you getting it mounted? Like it make a good hood yeah. ornament? I did. It, it's got the the squash look going about it. That's that's the mount I'm going with. Put it on a coffee table. You know, you dust things with it. That's that's the mount we're going with. <laughs> dust things. Oh, that's awesome! You're there on you the go. board. Congrats! Hey, that's what, what it takes. Is is. That's how I just spoke out of rapid this year too. You know, this Jetta is a killing machine. <laughs> so, oh, I like you know. it. So I'm going to ask because that's all I want to share about my exciting week. What'd your dad do this week? <laughs> right, you better go there. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I'll get my lick in too. Well, first thing, I helped plant a palm tree in my backyard that will withstand. Canadian winners and will grow. No, no, hold on, hold on. I've I've heard of snowbirds. I've heard of guys going down to Florida in the off season. You brought Florida (laughs) up to you for the Canadian winters that we have, and this palm tree is going to survive. My wife has always said her favorite tree is palm tree, and that's because she likes to be where the weather's warm. And in the winter, she keeps saying, "Oh, take me to a palm tree," because she knows that climate's warm. Well, Todd's family. Uh, got her a gift for Mother's Day, but it was late coming in. It come in this week, and it's a palm tree that will withstand Canadian winters. And they brought it over, and we planted it, and it will grow to 15 feet high. I had full intentions of dropping it off. I ended up digging a hole. And <laughs> yeah. we, and so we put the grandkids, we all had a part in it. We put it in, took pictures, so we have a, plant, a palm tree in our backyard. Yeah, I'm excited to see if this thing makes it through the winter. Yeah, so that's one highlight. The other was my, my, I got the repairs done on my hot rod and I've been taking it for a couple cruises, but the battery 
You know, lots of times that all of a sudden it just starts to lose power, like the lights get dim and and it's I can not, elaborate on that. Yeah, Todd had it out for a while. Lucky to get home and still had the fuel pump working. <laughs> lucky so to get home. I wasn't sure. I charge up the battery and the the uh, alternator meter was reading twelve, where it always reads. So I wasn't sure if it was the battery or the alternator. So I wanted to make sure. So I called my longtime car buddy and I said. Okay, I want to make sure one or the other. And I said, how am I going to, I haven't got any, I got a, I got a brand new battery charger that says the, the uh, alternator's low. So I'm suspecting it's, it's the alternator. Because it's digital. It'll tell you if there's an error in the battery. It'll tell you if the alternator's any good or not. And it's reading that it's not. He said, well, bring it over. I'll show you how to confirm it. So went over there. And so he said, okay, start it up. So I started it up. And he took one of the terminals off the battery and it died. He said, it's your alternator. It should have kept running. Yep. The alternator should have kept it running. So I went out and got a new alternator, brand new chrome alternator this afternoon. We're going to put her on tomorrow afternoon. So I nice. figure that problem solved as well, hopefully. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on on the fact that you let Todd drive your car. <laughs> yeah, I was out of town. <laughs> I have a key to his house. <laughs> I was out of town and... He said, oh, I the- mentioned it to my kids a couple days ago or there is something. And, and so they, they remembered they wanted and then grandpa was over and mentioned something about it. So it put it in their heads. Well, anyway, every remembered. So I said, yeah, you know where the key is. So we're coming home. It's after dark. I was gone for several Wait, hours before you get there. I took it. So I took Avery for a rip. We went down the main drag, like when I was, you know, 18, 19, we go cruising up and down the main drag. Awesome. Now Megan's got to go. Well, I noticed as we were going that the light, the, the gauges seemed to be getting a bit dimmer, but okay. Not a big deal. I didn't really pay much attention to it. So we pull up out front of the house. I got to pee like a racehorse. So I shut it off and, and said, okay, go get your sister. I'm going to go pee. It's her turn to go for a ride. Come back out, turn the key, click. It took, I tell you what, my F-250 and I've got some homemade massive jumper cables. Like these things are thick hooked up and it still took 15, 20 minutes to get some juice into that sucker so that I could at least get it fired up. I'm sure that takes a lot to crank that over. So anyway, we're coming home. It's pitch black. I still got to unload some stuff from my grandson. We're bringing some stuff for his home because he's moving back. And so I says, call Todd, see how the, said to my wife, call Todd, see how the ride went. Well, he's not home yet. He's still out running around because the battery died on him. So I go and unload the stuff at my daughter's and he goes by and I can hardly see the lights. And my son-in-law says, there goes your car and it's not lit up very well. I just going home now. (laughs) So I put the charger on it overnight. So I didn't drive it the next day, but battery was fully fully charged up i drove it the next day and i took it for a nice run and i got people actually stopping me holding up their hands and stopping me and saying oh i saw that earlier can i look at your car and asking me questions and all that so it's kind of cool but i thought i still got to get this problem solved so i think i got it solved i got a new alternator i'll put it on tomorrow so i think we're good to go so I, i've had some i've had some good runs with it lots of fun they didn't go out of town so i didn't get stranded or anything but it's running yeah. good so the new alternator should work. So I'm happy about that. And I Great. went turkey hunting Thank Saturday you. and I went turkey hunting Monday. And so, I had a couple of really good days. I mean, I didn't get a bird, yeah. but I had a couple. Uh, of really good days. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. 
That's it. <laughs> oh, man. You can tune into and, the Todd what? and Jay podcast just coming up shortly. Well, on, on, on Saturday, well, I'll tell you a little bit about Saturday. Todd decided to go on the ridge, and I said to, to Bill, you and I are going down the bottom hey, of the don't ridge. don't you steal my thunder. I'm not. We're going down the bottom of the ridge. And so we're sitting down at this on Saturday. So we're sitting at the bottom of the ridge. And uh, we got a gobble at the top of the ridge. And I went, and Todd's theory was, if he comes down the top of the ridge, he's mine. If he comes to the bottom of the ridge, he's yours. Good thinking. Maybe we're finally going to get Bill a bird. So it's, it's right around 6 o'clock and a gobble, right close, right on the ridge. That's got to be right over Todd up there. So anyway, we're watching, and, and nothing's coming down all the trees that we can hear, and it's getting later and later, 6.30 or so. And I get this text from Todd, and I'm reading this text. Bird just flew down, coming to you. And then I get another text, so my head's still in my phone, in, in capitals, right at you. And I thought, oh, I look to the right, and there it is, standing <laughs> at the end of the field where the cornfield ends, 70 yards, looking right at our decoys, and we can't move. And, of course, I can't swing the gun that way anyway. I'm up against some bushes. I've set up so that Bill, anything comes from that end, he can use me as a block and move the gun to the right. I said, Bill, to the right. Oh, my gosh, he was shocked. Nice long beard. But it's just standing there staring. I said, don't move yet. Wait till it starts to walk. So it took about three steps. I said, get your safety off and move your gun. So he started, and then up again, head up. So then it stared another 30 seconds or so, head down, started pecking at the ground. I said, okay, move your gun to the right. Let me know when you're on him. Head up again. Oh, don't move, Bill. Then he starts to walk again, and it looks like he's going to walk to the far side of that cornfield and then come down the far side right across from us. It's only 30 yards across because it's right at the base of this ridge, right at the bottom. It's only 30 yards across. I said, if he keeps walking that side... Just wait until he's right across from us and let him have it. Then he took two steps into the into the grass. I went, oh, he's going to leave in that deep grass. And I tried to move my gun up over the bushes, and I couldn't. I said, can you move? And he was gone. Neither one of us was uh, And never saw him again. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, no, he got within 75 yards of this bird, and he's... Uh, take a horse to water, Bill. Yeah, no, yeah. Never, never got a shot. But we thought, okay, we'll try again Monday. <laughs> well, that's anyway, just, uh, that was my the, week. The woes of a, tree, a, solved a my hunt worm. problem, I think. I hope, and went out hunting twice. So I had a great weekend. You got to be resilient. Yeah, yeah, you got to be. <laughs> got to be. This is what it's all about, right? Agreed. And being resilient. Yeah, I'm still going out this weekend. That's right. I have not lost hope yet. That's awesome because you had gobblers around you, right? You just didn't see them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to say too much, but yeah, I had uh, on Saturday, Sunday, because it was a long weekend, right? So on Sunday, I had the opportunity to get out first thing in the morning, and, and I I had three gobblers that were close, I would say within 300 yards of where I was. And, you know, they, they just, they flew down and they went parallel to me and they never came out. So at about, I don't know what, what it was, about eight o'clock, I went for a walk and I found out where I think that they were either roosting or close enough to it that, if I went in there Monday morning, lights out, no decoys, no nothing. I'm in their bedroom as far as I'm concerned from where I, where I heard them. And I snuck right in there 
very, very early, like early enough that um, I had a good half an hour before they were shooting light. And uh, I sat there, you know, uh, and not a single gobble the uh, the Monday morning after hearing three turkeys right there where I thought it was Monday morning, not a single thing. I was so frustrated. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> so, but Grr. I think, yeah, well, I think on Saturday, I mean, I got to go to a different bush and uh, put the decoys away. That's and right. See if I can uh, throw them uh, in the garbage. Put the decoys away. Yeah. You be quiet. We'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> so that's what I did. So you, you can still interject, Jay. If you got anything, anything to say to shut him up, jump in. Yeah. Jump in. Don't, don't I was him bully you. Curious, curious to the logic behind putting the decoys away. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we gonna flip a coin to see who goes first here. Or no, what's, what's your after plan those comments, I get to go first. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, because I think I think Jay is the highlight of the whole day anyway. So, oh, you save the best save for the last. Best for last. Going, I might even I might even give you that too. Right, you you start, Todd, and then if you're getting too verbose, we'll just shut you I, off. I guarantee so. it because I, I, I do like the Mister Resilient. I mean, I'm impressed. I will say that before yeah. we get to him, and I'm so pumped because I want it. And there's hey, and if you keep rattling on like you are now, we'll just cut you off. So get to the no. point. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, hey, Todd, what did you do this week? We went Thank you, Jay. And I'll go and then I'll get back to you. Let me mute a couple mics here and you and I can have a civil, normal conversation like men. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Like men. Not real men. Like men. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where's your tag? That's what I thought. He's still pretending. So, regardless. Yes. Saturday morning, we decide we're going to go hunting. So, and actually Friday morning I went hunting. Yes, you did. I did before work. I got up and went. And so, and the weekend before I went to the same spot. I mean, we've been hitting this woods like crazy because it was opening day when we first hunted in this spot, but we were just out in the field and we had dad and bill and we had what dad five, six gobblers within 50, mm. 60 yards, just inside the bush, but they didn't come out in the field. And I knew, I know they, they roost in this one spot. They roost. I can, I can pinpoint the trees that the Toms will be in. And so I knew where they were. We built this little blind that you could sneak into. The problem is it's still not close enough. So a couple weekends ago, I went and I got into the blind really quietly all by myself. I sat down and there was a gobbler right in the tree where I knew he'd be. He came down. And so now he's got two options. Walk to me, get shot, walk the other way, which is always the case. So I'm debating. What do I do? How much do I call? Do I gobble? Do I not? It was right after Scotty shot his and said, all I did was gobble on the one on the roost. And he came right to me. So I, I'm gobbling. I'm gobbling. He comes down, didn't go down the ridge, came down on my side. Oh, we're rocking and rolling. And right before that, I told the story about a hen that flew over and was gobbling in his face and everything else. It, there is no hens that I can see. It is me and him. He is down. And he stayed out at about 80 to 100 yards and walked down and away from me. So, so you know what I think it was? I, I think it was your dad and he he made movement and stuff. Dad wasn't even with oh, me. Oh, no, your dad wasn't there. Yeah, so it couldn't me. have been him that caused you the problem. Yeah, nice, was nice. Well, well played, Bill. Well played. Yes, sir. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you baited me. I, I'm hurt by that. I'm hurt we'll, by that. We'll get together I've and figure betrayed. out a few more of these little nuances, Bill. I've That's been betrayed. It. 
Anyway, so the next weekend went back out and I, I went in. So on, on Friday, I off work, go out at this time, screw it. I, there was hens. Cause I ended up You're running after verbose. I, Get to the point. I ended up running after that Tom that ran down and I put out like eight hens out of the trees. And so I'm like, all right, screw this. Yeah, he see, was, you know what? That, that is absolutely amazing. At this, this days there's still that many birds all grouped together. Oh, and, and still, <laughs> this, absolutely. It's like incredible. it's insane. So I thought, okay, I know where they're roosted. I'm going in. No, no, no decoys, no nothing. I'm staying true to what, what Todd, how Todd Turkey hunts. We're going to make this happen. So I go Friday this morning. Is, this is, oh, this is Friday morning. Yeah. Friday morning. I said, that's it. I'm going out before work and I'm going to smash one and have a good day. Cause I know where he's roosted. And I know there's more, there's a couple more gobblers in there. I didn't give them the chance to even gobble. Cause when he dropped and walked away, I got up and went after him. So I thought, okay, I'm going right into the bedroom. So I went all the way. Well, it's it, in the dark. It's hard to judge distance. It, I mean, I'm in the trees. You can't see anything. And so I'm tippy toeing and there's dead leaves. I'm trying to be as quiet as possible. I get down, I get sat down and come to find out I am sitting right underneath a hen. There's a hen in the tree. And when she moves, she's dropping crap on me and I can hear her. <laughs> doing this at quarter after five like it's still pitch black it's, and then she hops early. oh it, it was early and i'm like well i woke her up right so she hops from one tree to the next tree she didn't take off she just flew from one branch to the next tree branch that was over on another tree and i'm like okay nothing left so i sat there real calm you come out of your come out of your skin a little bit when she she flew from one tree yeah, to the other. a little because it was like right over my head and crap's falling <laughs> yeah. on me so she did that well as it starts to get light, I, I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening, listening for, boom, right behind me, right on the ridge. And so I say, and I said in the Facebook post, ridge turkeys, the ridge roosters, they're the hardest ones, I think, to hunt. They've got it figured out because they sit on these ridges and they can see danger on both sides. And so if he comes my way, we're dancing. But if he goes the other, he drops completely down out of sight. Like it's like a 50 yard drop where he's roosted on that ridge. And so he, it's, he's coming towards me or he's going that way, but he could still go past me and I'm screwed. Right. Because they're just smart birds when it comes to, comes to that. I think the ridge roosters, they, they've got it figured out. They, and that's why it does not matter how many times I went in there they roost in the same trees because that is the safe spot. Well, that's safety. Oh, they, they can figure out where the danger is coming from and just go the opposite In way. a heartbeat. Well, I sat there and I, I'm, I'm eye level with this, with this gobbler. Just the way that the, the, the hill that I'm sitting on, like the woods, I'm inside. But the way it rolled with the ridge, I'm eye level. And he's sitting over this ridge gobbling and he gobbled for an hour and a half. It wasn't until quarter to seven. So it's, it's light. Legal shooting was like five 30, five 35. Right. And so he didn't come down until quarter to seven. And he what's stayed on that tree till quarter after. I seven. tell you what, he just stood there walking up and, and I had, I could see three hens beside him in the trees, like a, a good 10 yards. Each hand was one, one was 10 yards. And then to go another 10 yards is another hand, another, and, and they were calling and he's just gobbling and gobbling and gobbling nonstop. This is what threw me bill because on Saturday, when Todd texted me, a bird, a, a Tom just flew down coming to you. It was seven 30. 
Yeah. That's crazy. It was 7.30. Oh, I tell you. It's been light for over an hour. Well over an hour. He he sat just there. A, an hour and a half. That's a, a silly question. The, the, the night before, what was the weather like? Like, did you guys have wind and rain and stuff the night before? Or was it like... I don't, no, I don't it remember. Nice no, yeah. it nice no, it was pretty good. Yeah. There was yeah. No, no logical explanation. Because, you know, sometimes no. they, they have a bad sleep. They stay on, no. stay on roost a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, but this guy... At six o'clock. I mean, he you was, could see at mm, six. He yeah. was... You could see earlier than six. Like, it was legal shooting at 535, right? Like a half hour it before sunrise. It before he texted so, me. Uh, uh, this turkey's walking up and down the limb. And goblin, goblin, goblin. And the hens are calling and he's goblin. The hens are calling and he's goblin. And I'm just sitting there. I thought, you know what? They land right where I'm sitting. I ain't making a sound. I've snuck in here. They don't even know I'm here other than the one right above me. And he just walked up. Well, eventually one of the hens drops. And instead of coming and dropping towards me, dropped right down the ridge. Uh, we're out of sight down in the bottom. And as soon as she did that, he another Tom came over and flew over beside and just watched. He dropped straight down, right down to her. And then this other Tom flew over a little bit over them and down in the bottom of the ridge. And I thought, you freaking turkeys. So I sat there for a little bit and there was some gobbles a ways away. So I was calling in that and I had hens dropping all around me. And and then I had a, all of a sudden I hear right below me. And I thought, well, Okay, there's a hen right below me. If I, I if I get that hen here, it's like a live decoy for me. So that might be a decent gig that I'll I'll give I it a love go. Love them live decoys, eh? Yeah. So sure enough, the <laughs> hen comes, but but no toms. I'm like, man, this sucks. So that's it. I got to get to work. Crap was popping off. So I thought, okay, I'm done. So I pack up and I head out get the truck. So Saturday morning, get Dad and Bill, and away we go. So I said to them, look where I'm, I'm going right back in the bedroom only maybe I made him a little bit nervous because I went too far in right like I was right under the tree they're roosted in so I'm gonna hang back I'm gonna be the same distance from that ridge now uh, let me add an unethical hunter could have smashed that guy 46,000 times in that hour and a half that he sat on that limb because I was only 50 yards from him yeah. and I'm thinking I could drop him that you you talk about That's willpower to sit there and not pull the trigger on that joker walking up and down that limb and watch him fall out of that tree. I did not. So I snuck in the next morning, dad and Bill go down to that spot and I snuck in. I didn't go quite as far. I didn't think I turned out when it got to be light, I was only 10 yards back from where I set up the the morning before. And so I get there, I sat down real quiet again, no hen above me this time. We're good to go. Only those gobbles that dad said he heard 20 yards on the other side, not on the ridge to my right, 20 yards to my right. That Tom's right there. And it was at first light. You don't think I almost crapped my pants at that point because I mean, it was right at legal shooting time, and this thing goes nuts. And I went, Holy jumping! All right, we're ready to rock. Well, I'm facing the ridge this time because that's where he was. So now this one just gobbled behind me. So I slowly, I get my little low sitting turkey chair. I got a slowly just turn around just a little bit and get my gun pointed that way so when he drops 
I can drop him because he's just going to come straight down out of that tree right in front of me at 10 yards and I'm going to pound the crap out of him. That's it. So I quick, easy hunt home oh, for breakfast by 630. Have a good day. Right. So I pull my gun over and get it across my body. I kind of turn myself. So I'm now leaning against the back of my chair because it's directly behind the way I sat up. I, I set up. So I'm thinking, okay, he drops. All I got to do is lift my gun to my shoulder and, and he's done. Like I'm aiming that way and I'm looking that way. So next thing I know, another gobble. And I thought, oh, here we go. So I grab my call and I just really lightly. And then I hear it. And down he comes. And he, I, I see the you feathers. See him come down? I see the wings up top in the tree. And then he disappears. Massive brush right behind me. And he disappears behind it because that was breaking my silhouette. That's why I set up that way. I figured he's going to be on the ridge. So down he comes. And I never see him. Not even. He's gone. Not even a. No, if his feet touched the ground. He never gobbled. Never seen him. Never seen him touch the ground. Only seen the first five yards of him come down out of that tree. And I heard him touch the ground. He was that close. So much brush between us. Could not see him. Staring like you would not believe. Eyeballs popping out of my head. That's terrible. Gone. And I'm so, like. And, and you never got the hiding your hair of this bird. Never. Never seen him. Never seen him. Gobbled maybe half an hour later. 2,000 yards away in that direction. Oh, when he was on roost and you were you were giving little prayers, did he respond? Like cut your calls no, off? No, it wasn't to, seconds that he, he was there. down. Because he gobbled, yeah. only gobbled twice at very at first light. And it wasn't it wasn't a minute and a half after he gobbled that he dropped the second gobble. And I mean, there was only three, four minutes between the gobbles. First gobble, wait three minutes. Second gobble, I gave a little, a minute later, he's on the ground. You ever figure out what you said to him? I mean, that sounds like you're pretty abrasive in that comment, whatever it was that you made uh, to that ma- Maybe. Or maybe he was just like, hmm, I'm going to play hard to get. <laughs> yeah. Real hard to get. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He just walked away. Like it blew. And, but it's not like he was startled and he flew away. Like, you know, if he was in that much danger, when they come out or they're, they're that alert, when they come out of the tree, they don't drop straight down. They'll glide for a hundred and something That's yards it. away and then drop in and look back where they were. Now this guy, this joker dropped 10 yards straight down. I heard him hit the ground. I would have figured if he's coming that like that, Put the safety off the gun because he's going to be in your uh, safety was off your when barrel. he gobbled the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Trust you, me. <laughs> safety was off the first time. I was ready to dance. I'm thinking I ain't going to have much time because he's 20 yards. 20 yards? That ain't far. He's dropping straight down. Nope. It's it's feet touch that ground. Yeah, this this trigger's going. So I sat there. It wasn't 10 minutes, and right another one come out of the tree in front back over in front of me by the ridge but it went right down in front of me and down into the ravine that i've talked about the slow gradual hill down in front of me where i couldn't see it and it hits the ground and i hear so i'm like well there's a hen again well if i can get her to come up then i've got a live decoy again so i next thing i know boom there's a head right in front of me 15 yards and just the head looking. And now I got nothing between me and it. And so it, and I'm watching its beak open and close as it's doing this. And so up it comes and I'm going, that is the biggest for 15 yards. 
15 yards. 15 yards. is. I set up 15 yards from that little drop-off. Not the ridge I'm talking where they roost, but the gradual drop-off, and then it just kind of goes whoop, whoop, down to a, to a crick. 15 yards. It come up that little ridge. Boom. It's staring at me. And then it, it walks the rest of the way, and it's the whole time. And I'm going, holy, that, I'm not kidding you. This is the biggest hen I've ever seen in my life. So big, I'm looking for a beard. No beard. This thing's a giant hen, and it's dark. I'm like, what the heck? But that's good. I like to have a hen here. So I, I look over to my right, and at eye level, guess what I see? A big old Tom standing on the same freaking branch over that ridge. And well, it's you still on roost. It's hit a big Tom to my right on that ridge, which the, the direction I originally set up in the same tree as the morning before. <laughs> and this time he's not standing. He's sitting on this branch. Now, this branch is probably four inches in diameter and he's all tucked up sitting on it. And I can see his beard hanging below the branch. And at first I'm going, is that like a, a branch with a leaf on it? Like, what is that? But then with this head in front of me going, he's looking at his neck. He's still sitting all tucked up like a cat would sit on something all tucked up underneath him, sitting on this branch, but he's stretching his head way out. And every time he moves his head around that beard hanging below the branches sways. And I'm like, Oh, that's him. That's the Ridge guy. That's the Ridge rooster. I'm ready for you, buddy. All right. I got a live head in front of me. You're checking her out, sitting on the roost. We're good to go. We are 20 minutes after, after legal shooting time. I got nothing but time. So I sat there with this hen sitting in front of me. My call's on my lap. Nothing between us. And it's staring. Well, so I'm just like, I got to keep it interested and keep it in the area. So I just really lightly. And I'll be darned if this thing doesn't puff up and spit at me. Full on strut. Puffs up. Fans its tail. And then. And it puffs up. And then. And unpuffs and spits at me at 15 yards. And I and then it puffs up and turns sideways. And I see a tiny little sprout sticking out of it. So it wasn't a hen. It was a freaking Jake giving me the. So I just it's 15 yards like that is close for anybody that does a turkey hunt. That's insanely close. And so I'm reached down just really lightly on my call sitting on my lap on my slate call and he tries to get <coughs> tries to gobble at me and so this freaking tom sitting on the limb is just looking because i'm slow really slow really slow smooth my head so i can look over and see him sitting on this branch and he's just neck stretched out not even standing still sitting there looking and looking and looking and looking and looking and for 20 minutes i so was so badly wanted to pull my phone out and go live on facebook so i could show the show that this jake was putting on in front of me drumming puffing up doing a full 360 with his tail his butt to me coming all the way around and then spitting at me when he unpuffed and unpuffed i thought this this is just unfreaking real that this is happening at 15 yards so eventually it quits doing the puff because it apparently couldn't see the hen that i was and so what happens it walks closer it comes up to 10 yards right in front of me so 
it was absolutely un- unbelievable as it walks up 10 yards. So I'm not, I'm not moving now. Now I can't, I can't. It goes behind a couple little sticks. I pull my phone out and go live on Facebook for Redneck Country and I film this thing. And so now it's seen a little bit of movement at 10 yards. And now all of a sudden it's going doing the big warning call i'm like well the warning this ain't cool so i'm trying now it's in the exact opposite direction of that big rooster sitting on the freaking roost and so i'm trying to look over at him to see really slowly and and the jake it went back to just kind of nestling through the through the leaves and it walked around me and then i took a picture of it for you bill right and i sent it and i said to dad yeah i i I had a i have a jake at, at 15. I said, I had it strutting at 15 yards. I said, it's now at, at 10 yards. It's walking by me. It might come to you. Dad texts me back. Cause he's with bill down at the bottom and says, is there a reason you didn't shoot the Jake? Well, so- there you go. And that, that's what I, I said to you before I knew anything else was going on. I said, at this stage of my season and this stage of my last two seasons, that sucker has a little sprout and tail feathers. It's going down. It's taking the dirt nap. I am not well- waiting and I think I said to you, well, I still can. And I turned around and yeah. took a picture at 20 yards with the behind me staring at me. I said, well, yeah. I still it's can. Just to rub salt in my wounds, I tell you right there, because like I told you before, I haven't seen a turkey while turkey hunting in the last two seasons. Oh, uh, man. Well, in the bush. So when you, you said that, I was like, just shoot it. Just, just <laughs> well, shoot and it. that's that. Is there a reason? I said, well, I've shot enough. I don't need to shoot a, a Jake. I'm, I'm good. And it might walk to you. And sure enough, it walked right around me and it, it headed right their way. And I said, Hey, it's coming towards you. So I'm now still focused on this freaking Tom sitting on the limb. So it's now seven o'clock and legal shooting times like five thirty-five. So this is an hour and a half. This thing's, and it's not moving. It's just sitting there under its legs tucked up under it, sitting there. And I had this stupid thing go by me and I'm going, all right, like if, if, if this is the case, if I'll tell you what I said to myself, if that Joker is still sitting on that limb, by the time this Jake's, I didn't want to scare the Jake from walking down casually to dad and bill. It was heading right to the Ridge. They're at the bottom of the Ridge. So I thought, I don't want to scare this Jake. If that Joker's still on the limb, when this guy is out of sight, and forgive me, anybody, it's not illegal, it's just unethical, but now it's it's been darn near a month. I've been I've been hunting that guy. I'm thinking, I'm rocking you. You he, I'm I, I'm even closer to the ridge this week. He's 40 yards. I'm thinking, I'm pulling I'm dusting you off that limb <laughs> if this Jake disappears and, and you're still there. Well, before that Jake got out of my sight and over the ridge, I heard a hen down by dad and Bill down the bottom of that ridge. He stood up, looked down. And that's when I said to dad, you got a Tom coming. And as it started to drop, instead of dropping straight down, it then picked up and kind of glided over towards. And I said, it's coming right to you. And I'll be darned if that's not the the Tom that would have landed at 70 yards right in front of them. So as that happened, another Tom showed up and flew out onto the limb that that guy was sitting on. And now I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I just told myself I'd shoot him off the limb. (laughs) Now another one. It's like a sign. I should smash this guy off the limb. No, the Jake's still there. Dad's got this guy coming right to him. And uh, my phone's still in my hand. I thought, you know what? And he didn't sit there, but. 
two minutes and then he flew in the opposite direction of dad and bill but away from me and took off and so i'm like my gosh i cannot believe that all of this transpired in an hour and a half i had a tom come down at 20 yards i got one in the roost at 40 i got another one that landed in the roost i got a jake at in front of me at 15 moved to 10 i've not pulled the freaking trigger we are getting like you said bill we're getting close to the end of season oh, i'm like my it's, gosh it's showtime now so that's it i didn't care well after that one walked away on dad and bill they were ready to pack up and take off but i thought okay let's 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 call it so we left so monday morning we're back at it so this time you guys go to the same spot that's and and you go there I'm going, but I'm not going as far yet again because I'm still not certain that that Tom is only sitting on the limb on that ridge that long because he knows I'm there. He's safe. He feels safe on the limb. Right. But he so he knows enough that I'm there and his safety's there. He's going to fly on the in the opposite direction. So I'm not going as far. I'm still going into their bedroom, but not quite as far yet. So in the dark, I snuck in and I thought I was in a perfect spot. And I thought, okay, that one that was to my left, if he now comes down the same spot he did, I'm back far enough. I could see the other side of that brush pile and where he walked. I could still see the limb or the, and, and the ridge, but I'm, I'm about a hundred yards from it now. And I didn't want to be a hundred yards from it. But when it got light, I realized I set, I, I didn't go as deep in the woods, which was good. I was probably 30 yards back or 40 yards back from where I originally set up. But now I'm 80 yards or a hundred yards from that ridge. And I want to be closer because that's where they are. I'm like, man. Yeah, but you're, you're, to your point, you, you get too close and then any little thing, those birds pick you up. Oh, I, they can see like you can't believe. And I'll tell you, when that Jake was 15 yards and strutting, every now and then in between struts, he'd get nervous and stick his head yeah. right up and look right at me. And I remember dad's buddy, Bob, don't look him in the eyes. Don't look at any animal yeah. in the eye. And I just closed my eyes and looked down. And by the time I opened my eyes back up and looked, he'd be a full strut doing a 360 again. So I, we're, we're on our way in. Let me clear where we are. We're on our way in and, and he's turned to the left to go to the corner of the field that's up higher than the low end of the field along the top of the ridge. We, Bill and I stay out in the field and follow the, the field as it goes down and we clear around the right-hand side of the ridge where it actually goes out level with the field. And so now we're walking up in that corner down below the ridge and we're gone to the far side. But when we, But instead of setting up where we were on Saturday, this is Monday, we're going to go that 70 yards further towards the end of the field. And so we found a nice little spot right along the end of that field, 70 yards further, closer to Todd. He's at the top, we're at the bottom. And we found a beautiful spot, an overhanging tree, bush and everything in front of us. We get tucked in there, and now both of us can swing the guns both ways. And we're sitting there perfect. And it's quarter to six, and we get one gobble right in front of us, and I figure that's got to be right over Todd. And we get another gobble a little bit more to the right, a little further away. And that's the only two gobbles Bill and I heard, but we're still hopeful at this time. And neither one were right over me. They were way, they were another 200 yards in front of me. I mean, they were close, 
but there are another yeah. 200. That ridge kind of winds around, and there are another 200 yards on that ridge down further. And so when I heard those gobbles, I thought, oh, my gosh, and I'm realizing how far from the ridge I am. Now you're second-guessing your setup. At first, in dark, I thought, this is awesome. This is the spot. I'm down in a little yeah. swell so that I'm, I'm hidden when one hits the ground that I, I can have my gun ready to rock. I've got, like, a little mini blind that yeah. I put around me. Light like comes up and... That bush didn't look the same as it did in the dark. You and now you're, you're, you're double checking if there's enough distance. Yeah, I mean, you second guess everything. And I know that bush, like, right? Like, I've yeah. been in there so much, but it's just, we're talking 20, 30 yards. So that's that, that 20, 30 yards is the difference, right? I wanted to be 30, 40 yards up closer to the ridge. And I realized once light came up that I wasn't. So I'm going, okay, well, as as it gets light, I'm still in a good spot. Don't get me wrong. I'm in their bedroom and toms have been roosted still to my left where the ridge is to my right. So there's still a chance that one's right in that same tree and he's going to drop straight down. I'm 20 yards from that spot. He's dead. So I'm still optimistic, optimistic. So I'm sitting there and as I'm sitting there, I hear those two gobbles, but that's it. One gobble and then one gobble and then nothing. So as I'm sitting there, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to give a little light call. I start to give, I hear a hen down in front of dad, down at the bottom. And it, it was such, it wasn't the at all. It was just a stop. Stop. And they were really long, slow and cut. And I thought, all right, that's what I've got to do. So I started mimicking that hen because I'm thinking now there it is down the bottom of the ridge. I'm screwed again. It's going to drop straight down if it's on that ridge. And I can't see them on the ridge this time because it's too far. So I start. Slate call or mouse call? I'm on a slate call. So I, I start just purring, just two purrs, just and then and stop. Well, I'll be darned if come up out of that bottom right in front of me isn't a Jake and goes into full freaking strut 10 yards. And so I'm sitting there and it's strutting for 10 minutes back and forth. And I got some brush between us back and forth at 10 yards. And then and you, you had a clear shot at some point. Oh, time absolutely. In I let it go. Yeah. It walks by me. Then another Jake comes down and it walks by me at 20 yards and goes up past me going towards dad and bill. So I'm like, okay, go into that corner of the ridge to drop over. And then another Jake comes and it walks and it's, 15 yards sitting in front of a stump, nothing between me and it, and it's pruning its feathers. So the problem with that is you can't move because you don't want to, it, you alert it, anything's still in the trees. Uh, and I know this is way yeah. too early for these turkeys. These, these toms, these jokers sit in the tree for an hour and a half. This is only 20 minutes. So do not move. So I'm not moving and it's sitting there pruning its feathers. I look to my, I hear, so I look back over to my right up near the field where I just come in and a hen comes down. Well, what had happened at very first light that I didn't tell is a, 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 a turkey came off that ridge and dropped straight down first light without making a sound before anything. And I thought that was the hen down there going so that I was competing with. So I'm sitting there with this Jake in front of me. I see this thing drop straight down and it's up there in the top corner. And I could just see it for a couple seconds as it's walking at 20 yards. And I'm looking for a beard. I see no beard 
as I'm panning back to look at the Jake that is still pruning at 15 yards, I see a full tail, and that's all I can see over by the ridge because the, the ground went on an up, upward angle from me and kind of rolled, and I could just see the tip of a tail. And I'm like, is that that stupid Jake still strutting? And now we've got this hen that just dropped in. That Jake's going to hang out strutting, but if I can pull the hen to me, maybe I can bring some toms in with me. So I started to just do that again. And that tail turned towards me. Well, when the tail turned towards me, a Jake, you could tell the tail doesn't have that full black stripe around it. It's kind of broke. It, it's not yeah, full color. It. This one, I'm looking and I can't see the turkey. I can just see the tip, the top of that tail. And because of the way that, and I look, there's not a break. That, that's a, that's a Tom tail. So I've got the Jake pruning its feathers, nothing between me and it at 15 yards. I now got to get out of my chair. I get on my knees. I take my gun safety off. I bring the gun to my shoulder. I'm squatted down on my knees and I slowly raise up. And as I raise up, I can now see the head full strut and this big freaking beard. The minute that I seen that big beard, I Legal made sure that bird. my bead was on where that head met, the neck met the head body. And the minute it seen me coming up to my knees, it started to stop strutting, but it didn't, it didn't do that alert where it stops strutting and sticks its head straight up. It was at half That'd puff. That'd be too easy for you. I wasn't waiting. Normally they say, you know, wait till it stops and looks right up at you. There was no freaking way after this year. <laughs> I, I seen the minute I seen that beard, that bead went where that neck met the head and i pulled that trigger and he dropped <laughs> when that happened dude i didn't know how many turkeys were on the ground around me the jake <laughs> that was in front of that stump that was pruning its feathers it flew in one direction there was another one right to the left of the one i shot didn't even see it because i was focused on him it flew in a different direction the hen that was to the right it flew right up into a tree over dad three jakes to my right ran out into the field like turkeys were going went everywhere that's crazy my biggest problem was when i pulled the trigger and i watched that one fly that was right to the left of it I, because of the way it rolled it that turkey dropped out of sight when i pulled the trigger because all i could see is where the neck met the body that's all i had i only got up on my knees enough that i could see just that i couldn't see his feet or nothing uh, when i pulled the trigger it disappeared and I seen one flying away and now I'm you going, that bird is gone. Holy crap. There's no way like this was, it was a longer shot. I mean, what do you think dad? It was 40 yards. Yeah. Oh yeah. 40, 40, 40 and a bit maybe. And I thought, holy crap. So I got up, I hopped over my little mini blind and I ran up when I ran up, turkeys were still running everywhere and coming out of the trees. But there he laid. And so, oh my gosh, we are good to go. I texted dad and I said, look, there's a Jake coming to you. There's a hen coming to you. There's three more Jates in the field. Like there's, I don't even know there's turkeys everywhere. Well, come to find out dad could see those Jake's head out in the field. And then at 73 years old, he tried to put the stock on him. Well, we're sitting there. Kaboom. I mean, that was close. Bill and I both looked at each other and both said that was Todd at the same time. Then the hen he saw fly for another tree. It came out. We didn't know what the t was a hen at the time. Come right out towards us, made a quick turn to the right and right into a tree. Like we just <laughs> saw it on the wing. Like we didn't even know what it was. Just out and in and, and landed in a tree 30 yards across from us. So I said to Bill, that was Todd. He, we both said at the same time. I said, now there's a bird in that tree and we have no idea what it is. So let's just sit quiet until it comes down. Well, we only sat there for uh, a minute and it came down on a glide. 
I said, here it comes. And it glided down right in front of us towards the field and then straightened up and started gliding across the field. No beard. We, it went probably 40, 50 yards to our left, landed, and then walked away. It wasn't a hen. So we're sitting, or it was a hen, one of Tom. So we're sitting there and then I keep, I'm keep following the ridge. The ridge comes down and it gets, the ridge gets so low to nothing. You can see the field to, to our left, you can see the field on the other side of the ridge. It's only about 10 feet high there, that ridge at that point. And the field goes up to a high spot in the middle. All of a sudden, here's three birds silhouetted on the top of that hill in the field. I said to, Tom, I said to Bill, look, on the, look at the silhouettes up there on that hill. He, oh, my gosh. And you could tell that at least one of them was a tom, He's big and dark. And I said, okay, I'm out of here. You good with that? Go. I ran 30 yards across the corn. <laughs> ran. I ran. 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 My running. <laughs> I did. When it, when we call they, it the 73-year-old shuffle. When <laughs> they disappeared <laughs> over, the, over the hump. <laughs> Will you shut up? As soon as, they dis- leaves. <laughs> as soon as they disappeared over the hump, where I knew they, we, I couldn't see them anymore, I thought, if they're not walking too fast, I can get to the top of the hump <laughs> before fast. they're out of. So I blistered across that corn, up that 10 feet, onto the end of the field, and then right up to the top of the ridge. I almost got to the top of that hump, and I thought, okay, I'm going to move quick now because when I crest this, they're going to see me. I'm right out in the middle of open field. They're going to see me. Hopefully, they're going to be within 30 yards. I come up over the top, and there they were, but they were 65, 70 yards. They made me, flew away, so that was it. I'd have taken a shot. But Todd was pumped. And you know how long it took him just to tell that story? Well, it took twice that long to tell us the story when in real life we were standing there with him. <laughs> you got nothing but time. <laughs> That's it. You know, a short Todd story. The Pittsburgh Penguins making round two of the playoffs. Economy of Police win the Stanley Cup and Bill shooting the turkey. I mean, those are all unlikely things to happen, right? You're awesome. <laughs> anyway, he came... He came home with a bird, and uh, we breasted it, cut the legs out of it. He cooked up one half of the breast that night with uh, dressing wrapped in a breast and bacon wrapped on the outside. That's awesome. Oh, man, is it good. I've that had sandwiches out good. of it a couple man, times. Man, I saw that on Facebook, and that looked yeah. fantastic. It was, it was phenomenal. It was delicious. So now we got Jay yeah, waiting sorry, in the Jay. wings. And I'm sitting here, it took all that time, but I was so pumped to tell my story, and I'm pumped to hear yours, too. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if we go. It's up to you. If you want to carry on and tell yours, or we save you till next week, but I'm good to keep going. It's it's your guy's call. <sighs> I want to no, give I your got, I got no problem telling it. It's your you story that let's tell it. Let's tell it. All yeah. right, we're making right. this a long one. Strap in. All I right. love it. Cause yeah, I'm so, pumped for this. Just kidding. So sorry, folks, to leave you hanging here, but we're gonna cut this one off because we feel that Jay deserves his own episode to be able to tell his story without all of the tangents. Yeah, no, we're still going to have some tangents because I can't bite my tongue. But really, uh, Jay deserves his own episode. And so folks, tune in next week to hear Jay's story. We are so pumped to hear this as this unfolds. And we know you will be too. So we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, everybody. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.